Hello there, and welcome to the podcast, Biblical Question. And today's topic is fighting battles in prayer. Fighting battles in prayer. You and I will, will be fighting battles in our life until the day that we die. The issue is, do we want to win or do we want to lose? So do we fight them in vain? Or do we fight them in a way that is profitable for God and His kingdom and for the church? Battles are going on each and every day. What are those battles are taking place in a far corner of the globe, in the streets, in our neighborhoods, or right in our homes? People are fighting and battling against all kinds of things. And so where did all this fighting and unhappiness begin? It all started in the Garden of Eve. When Eve, when she committed the first sin, and as a result, you and I have the beginning of the battle of sin as human beings. From that point on, we have been fighting or battling against something or someone. Some battles can even happen within us. So how do we deal with all these battles in life? And some people might be thinking, well, I'm a Christian and I really shouldn't be battling anyone. I would show you today that you can as a Christian that you can show your battle face. The Apostle Paul would, would write in 1 Timothy chapter 6, verse 12, Fight the good fight of faith. Take hold of the eternal life to which you were called, and you may made good, make the good confession in the presence of many witnesses. There is a fight for the things that, that you know that are right. There are, there's a fight that we must deal with in our spiritual life. And this is our prayer life. The one thing Satan wants to distract us from is our prayer life. He knows this is the one and the most important things that you and I can do is to communicate with God. If Satan can keep us off of our knees in prayer, he is winning. He doesn't want you and me to be in prayer. Without a strong prayer life, you and I will miss out on something very valuable, and that is our time to being able to connect with our God. We need to, to learn how to battle in prayer. So again, how do you fight your battles? Do you yell and scream? Do you throw things across the room and, and swear? Do you put things uh, off and tell people where to go? Do you give them the silent treatment or, or even that evil eye or look? Or do you really actually throw punches? And I want us to see today that we can learn to win every battle without taking the sinful path or a negative pathway. And you might be thinking, this is not possible. But I want to try to show all of us that this is a very possible thing for the Christian in his walk. The best way to win every battle is to be on your knees and, and be in prayer. So turn with me to Matthew chapter 26. And this is a very important part of Christ's life here. In his battle it's very real and he is the perfect pattern for each and every one of us to follow Jesus is here in the garden as we begin our reading and this is just not a show that Jesus is putting on this is a very real thing Matthew 26 starting in verse 36 says then Jesus came with them to a place called Gethsemane and he said to his disciples 
Sit here while I go over there and pray. And he took him and Peter and the two sons of Zebedee and began to be grieved and distressed. Then he said to them, My soul is deeply grieved to the point of death. Remain here and keep watch with me. Verse 39, And he went a little beyond them, and he fell on his face and prayed, saying, My father, if this is possible, let this cup pass from me, yet not as I will, but as you will. In one of the other gospel accounts, uh, Jesus would come back several times and he would find the disciples sleeping. What is this battle that Jesus was fighting? What is it all about? Is it going to the cross or not to go to the cross? No, absolutely not. I know this is a common teaching and thought amongst many people, but the fact really is the cross is already a settled deal. Jesus knew that the cross was part of the plan of salvation, and that plan was laid out in whole before the earth was ever really made and created. Before the fall of man, Jesus knew there would be have to be a redeeming sacrifice. This issue, I believe, it goes far beyond that. It's deeper than just avoiding the cross. Jesus wants to know if there's any way that this can be done without being separated from the Father. That's the real battle here. I believe for Jesus, you and I cannot understand what is going through his mind at this moment. You see, Jesus has never, ever been separated from the Father. Jesus is going to have to experience separation. He's going to experience sin. And there's no doubt that Satan was throwing everything he could at Jesus. And Satan, he, he's out to win this battle. And listeners, if, if Jesus feared being separated from the Father, we should also have that same fear. Notice here in verse 39 again, what is the cup that he's talking about? And really the only biblical answer has to be the wrath of God. You see, on the cross, Jesus is going to have to endure God's wrath for the sins of the world. You want to, to know how much God hates sin? Just look at the cross. Jesus is determined here to have victory, and he, and he falls on his knees, and he begins to pray. Jesus won this battle by being in prayer on his face. So, how do you fight your battles? How do you fight and win your battles? Because we all have them in our life. And I want us to, to see two questions here. And the first one is, why should we fight our battles on our knees? And the second question is, how do we do this? This is one of the most important issues in the life of a Christian. And what do I mean by the statement of, of fighting, fighting our battles on our knees? Really, the answer is pretty simple. You and I can come before a holy God, giving Him reverence, for He is a holy God. And, and lay out your battles at His feet. Tell Him the battle. Tell Him about your struggle. Sadly, most of the time, 
most of us, we know this, we know that we should be doing this, and for whatever reason, we just don't do it. We fail to do this in prayer. Even when the load is so heavy in our lives, we just seem to think that it's our cross to bear and we have to bear it alone. When in fact, we really don't have to carry our cross alone. We can cast our burdens on Christ. And one of the most beautiful statements I think that Jesus I would ever make, really, is found in Matthew chapter 11. And, and I get the impression that Jesus wants us to come to him in prayer. And he wants to give us the help that we truly need. Matthew 11, 28 and 30 says, uh, Come to me, all who are weary and heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy, and, and my burden is light. When Jesus comes to the garden, as, as we just read, what type of prayer do you think this was? A parachute prayer at the last moment? One of just desperation of hope? Or was it really a heartfelt prayer? Did he just start the prayer as it does in passing and, and fall asleep? Again, no. This was a serious prayer, and it had a purpose. And when you and I have a careless prayer life, as though it's in passing, it is no wonder you and I are not winning our battles. If we are not taking our prayer life seriously, then why would God take it seriously? Fighting battles on your knees is just more giving a tip to God. If we want to win battles, we must be on our knees in private. We can't disagree with God in prayer and be alone with God. You see, I know that we can win every battle we put into prayer. And I really truly mean real prayer. We need to understand that this is a biblical pattern of godly men who are on their knees, face down before a pure and holy God. We see Jesus, as we just read, he's on his face. Daniel would be on his face. Joshua, Moses, and so many of the prophets. These men, along with Jesus, did they have a casual prayer life? They did not just get on their knees maybe once or twice in their lifetime and, and hope that God was going to answer it. It's not what they did. They had a lifestyle of praying. When you and I humble ourselves before God, we, we, we engage Him into our battle. We, we're asking Him to take the lead and, and do the conquering. And I personally can't think of anyone who knows every angle of this battle, who knows the truth of the battle, and who knows how to win this battle. Whatever battle you're facing, if you give your battle over to the Lord, He can take command of the battle, and He can lead you and me to victory. For a person who's fighting battles without the most powerful force in the universe, it's just like trying to keep a snowball in July from melting. You're just not going to win the battle.
in the heat of the sun and the snowball will lose. If we're going to fight these battles in our, in our lives, we must be willing to allow God to be in charge while we humble ourselves on our knees. There's a third reason we need to be in, in prayer. We need to prepare ourselves in the battle. Look here, the apostles in the book of Acts in chapter 1. They're really not ready for battle here. Acts chapter 1 verses 4 through 8 says, Gathering them together, he commanded them not to leave Jerusalem, but wait for the Father had promised, which he said, You heard from me. For John baptized with water, but you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit not many days from now. So when they had come together, they were asking him and saying, Lord, is it at this time you're going to restore the kingdom to Israel? Verse 7, he said to them, It is not for you to know the times in which the Father has fixed by his own authority, but you will receive the power of the Holy Spirit when it comes upon you, and you shall be my witnesses in both Jerusalem and Judea, Samaria, and even to the most repartist parts of the earth. The, the apostles at this moment they have no clue. They have no idea what's about to happen to them. They have no idea about the battles they're about to face. Some are going to be martyred. Some will be thrown into prison. Uh, one will be thrown on an island in, in, into exile. But notice here, just a few verses down in verse 14 of Acts chapter 1. These are all with one mind. They were continually devoting themselves to prayer along with the women and Mary, the mother of Jesus, and his brothers. So what are they doing? <laughs> They're continually devoting themselves to prayer. Jesus has ordered them to return to Jerusalem and they will find themselves praying. I'm sure some of us there uh, would have been afraid of being hung on a cross. Maybe some of them were nervous of of waiting and trying to understand what was meant by this Holy Spirit comments that Jesus has made. But there's no doubt there is a certain amount of unknown to them. In order to win battles on our knees, we simply are talking to God about whatever it is that we're facing. And we get our clearest view when we are in prayer to our God. We want to start to see things from his eyes and, and not from our clouded eyes. We need to be willing to be in prayer for as long as it takes. Some battles are not fought and won in just a few hours or even days. Some battles take months and sometimes even years. And we need to understand that we will be blessed if we are faithful to the end, if we keep our focus in prayer to our God we can really then learn to know what true peace really is. The question again is, how do we get on our knees? We have to take the time. We have to turn off the television and the radio. Turn off those smartphones. And that song or that show, it's not that important that we can't live without it. There is no person so important in your life that you can't leave a voicemail or a text 
if they're in prayer. You can always call back people. You can always record the show. And you can take care of things when you're finished taking time to pray. One last thought before we close. When you, when you pray, seriously pray, and God will answer. So this means that we must be waiting and listening for God to respond. And God, He will answer prayer. And we must be listening for that answer. And when we get the answer, we must be willing to accept the answer. Jesus did not try to play word games. Instead, Jesus simply heard the answer in the garden that night, and he went forward. Jesus went to the garden to pray. Perhaps it was a place out of the way. Maybe it was quiet there. Maybe he felt like it was safe to talk to the Father there, and more importantly, he could hear their response. And Jesus did get a response that night. It was in the form of an arrest party. So today, I hope that you will give deeper thought to your prayer life, that you want to shape your life to be more godly like the men of the Bible. And if you're struggling in your prayer life, I hope that you would find somebody to help you, to encourage you with your struggle as well, to talk to them and, and ask them for prayers. But if you ask others for prayer and you have not personally been praying about it for yourself, you need to rethink that. You need to be the leader of your prayer life and what's going on in your life. You need to present your troubles to the Lord as well. I hope uh, you'll continue to listen to the podcast, uh, A Biblical Question, as we continue to grow our listeners and, and question base. We will be answering questions as well from the uh, our listeners. You can email those at uh, biblicalquestion at juno.com. We will have our webpage up and going soon. It will be biblicalquestion.com. Again, that email address is biblicalquestion at juno.com. Thank you, and may God bless you. <music>